0: When you have a lot of environments, you're on-prem, you have Azure, you have Google, you have AWS and so on, it becomes very difficult to manage all of those in in a central and unified way, right? This is a key ask from customers, how can I manage everything in one place?
1: You're listening to Azure Success, the podcast by and for Azure professionals. Listen in and you'll be sure to speed your customers' march into the cloud. And now, your host, Lois Berman. Hello and welcome to another episode of Azure Success, the podcast by and for Azure professionals. I'm really pleased today to have my colleague, senior cloud solution architect, Vlad Tomsa. Now, I screwed up that name. It's really important to note I screwed it up, even though I promised him I wasn't going to screw up, and he actually coached me in it. Vlad is Romanian, not Vlad the Impaler, by the way, uh, as he told me literally on our first meeting. But anyway, Vlad, why don't you say hi?
0: Hi, folks. My name is Vlad Tomşa. Louis did try his best to get my name <laughs> right, so I really appreciate the effort.
1: <laughs> it, it was so bad. I, you know, I was holding it in my head, and then it was like, I have nothing. I have literally nothing. So anyway, we're here today to talk about Azure Arc. Vlad, why don't you tell us what the hell Azure Arc is anyway? I
0: really like Azure Arc. And the idea behind it is bringing databases, bringing containers, bringing servers that may or may not be in Azure. Imagine they are in Google or they're in AWS or in an on-prem environment bringing them all under a common management umbrella. That's the the gist of Azure Arc. Got it. But it runs in the cloud, right? Absolutely. It's an Azure-based service. So it's perfect for customers who are in a multi-cloud world, and a lot of customers are not only using one, but multiple clouds. And it really helps with, You know, we understand you're not only going to run Azure, you might want to run something in Google or in AWS, you know, everyone releases new services, maybe you like something about that specific service, there's a, you know, an amazing promotion you want to take advantage of, sure. You can do all of it from within Azure, which offers a lot of, you know, multi-cloud and hybrid management tools and solutions. And Azure Arc is basically bringing it all together, a single pane of
1: glass. I mean, we've had lots of other things that did something like this, right? I mean, System Center, Moms, uh, perhaps other things. Why is this different? Why is this interesting?
0: If you look at System Center, System Center is basically doing your data center management, right? We try to position it as doing hybrid cloud management, but in reality, it always did. And it's very good at data center management only. That's its core competency. Got it. Azure Arc is really our first cross cloud and on prem management solution.
1: Got it. If I may make a plug also, I once took a four and a half day mandatory test for a system center. And I tried hard to understand it, and it was so incredibly unapproachable. I walked away knowing less than I, I think I knew when I came into the thing. I, I think Azure Arc is very much the opposite, right? It's pretty approachable, right?
0: Absolutely. you know, It's really built in a very agile manner, and we keep adding new and new functionality. It's not the behemoth that is System Center. System Center has so many moving pieces by the time you're finished implementing it, there are two new versions ahead, and you have to spend, again, that, the same amount of time upgrading your system center, right? This is really very easy to get started
1: and use. And how is it paid for? I mean, we work for Microsoft, so I think we should tell you, dear listener, that we want you to spend a lot of money. But how is it paid for? It's an excellent question. The good thing is, right now, it's free of charge.
0: Oh, my God. Because That's very it's, hard for me. Here
1: I was prepared to pay. That's going to screw me up entirely.
0: <laughs> it's because it's in, in preview. Once it becomes GA, there will be much more deals shared around costs. So if you have the credit card ready, more than happy.
1: <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to make a supposition because this is pretty much what I've experienced with all of our Azure services. They're, they're priced great. Right You know, and, and I know you can say I'm just a shill for for Microsoft, but I have found that at Microsoft, we do very reasonable pricing, and frequently prices get lower and lower and lower and lower and lower over times, like the the cost of storage being one of, one of those great examples. so terrific. Tell me some capabilities that you really like in Arc. I mean, be specific.
0: I'm going to take the example of Kubernetes imagine that. You're a company, you have you have Kubernetes running on-premises, right? You also have Kubernetes running in Azure, and you've dabbled a bit in Google as well, right? So one thing is, how do you see all of your Kubernetes clusters in a single place, but more importantly how can you manage, govern, how do you apply policies, and how do you deploy right to those clusters in a unified way? And this is what Azure Arc for containers does. Microsoft is is a very open-minded and really is taking open source at heart, and this is showing in Azure Arc, because we don't force you to use AKS right? You can bring in AKS, you can bring in GKE, you can bring in the container management from AWS or on-prem or OpenShift, right? And you bring them all within your Azure Arc management pane. And then you can do your config deployment, for example, or your application deployment from GitHub. And you can push it to all of those Kubernetes uh, clusters.
1: Well, you obviously like it. So that's great. (laughs) So I'm going to get into why other people should like it first, but but let's talk about you a little bit. So you come from Romania. I've never been, but my wife has, has been to Romania, and unfortunately, we have to be told you're not Vlad the Impaler, but all Marie did was gush about what a lovely country it is. Vlad the Impaler's castle was apparently the cutest building on the face of the planet. <laughs> and so it's, it's apparently a lovely place. But you're also, you're sort of obsessed with traveling, right? Not, not that you can in a COVID sort of sense, but why don't you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. I believe, you know, traveling allows
0: you to really discover and interact with people. It allows you to learn and share, you know, your culture. And it's something that I find very enriching. I'm really keen on traveling to as many places and meeting as many people as possible. Of course, during COVID times, I'm mainly traveling from my living room to my master bedroom <laughs> to my child's room, and you know, it's kind of a circle.
1: And if we can uh, play a little inside pool, it's really important to know where. Where have you traveled this moment today? Where are you exactly, young man?
0: So right now I'm very close to Washington DC
1: it's um, oh no no he he didn't <laughs> take the bait uh, vlad is sitting in his master closet because we unfortunately <laughs> due to covid we have to do these recordings remotely and apparently that's the the quietest Quietest place. Yeah, so. I, I,
0: I was trying to. I was trying to, you know, to keep that detail confidential. But yes, oh, i yes, a... yes, yes. Well, well.
1: Maybe, maybe we can fix it in post. So you know, I could climb into my master no, closet. No, it's fine. Except that it, I don't it's absolutely really fine. <laughs> so, where are some places that you have traveled?
0: I've had, you know, the pleasure of traveling to Africa and traveling to Asia. The last, let's say. Really exciting destination that I went to was Kenya, and that was in 2018. It was a fantastic experience, really.
1: Excellent. What was great about it? I mean, uh, were you down there for business or were you just for pleasure? Or
0: I actually went on a volunteering within Microsoft. It's a project called For Africa, where you get oh. to go and use your technical skills to help Microsoft partners to help the local community upskill their technical level and come up with new innovative projects. So I went and did that for a week, and then I was lucky enough to be able to take a week off and really meet and explore the country, which was great. I mean, it has everything you can think of from... Fantastic safari places where you get to see lions, you get to see a lot of animals in the wild, which is the best part. And then it has some of the world's most amazing beaches by the Indian Ocean. Crazy. Yeah, Interesting. It's fantastic.
1: That is very cool. You lead a lucky life, apparently. I had no idea you could do such a thing in Microsoft. Well, let's get back to topic. So we know a little bit about what Azure Arc is. But, you know, why would I, a customer, be interested in adopting it? I I know it's great. I know you you apparently love it. But why should I take the plunge?
0: It's very simple. When you have a lot of environments, you're on-prem, you have Azure, you have Google, you have AWS, and so on it becomes very difficult to manage all of those in a central and unified way, right? This is a key ask from customers. How can I manage everything in one place? Well, this is what Azure Arc fundamentally does, right? It brings in your servers wherever they live. It brings in your Kubernetes and your database services. So you get to do everything, you know, from... Identity, policies, governance, deployment in one place while giving you the freedom to choose whatever you like.
1: Okay. And so you think the story is basically compelling enough. So let's go into the next piece of it. How do you pitch it to who? Firstly, who do you pitch it to, right? We're all sellers. On this podcast release, uh, we are talking from the camera lens of being a seller. So, how do you sell it? How do you? And I don't mean sell it for money, but I mean pitch it well.
0: I may sound like a broken record, but it's really the idea of having this single management, this single pane of glass, is the key selling point. And I've used it, and we've used it with several customers who were considering both Azure and Google and some other were considering Azure and AWS. And really the argument, you know, that, that won the deal was Azure R, because we said, sure, you know, it's not only one cloud, right? You you want to use multiple clouds. And you can do this from our cloud, right? You can choose a service that you like and that makes sense for you from other clouds. But then you can, you know, reuse all of your investments in Azure and have a single way to deploy, manage, and operate those services, right? So it's enhancing the value of Azure while it allows you to use whatever you like from other clouds and from your on-prem environment because not every customer is ready to move from the next day to the cloud. They might have some solutions and you know applications locally that they want to manage in a cloud way.
1: I got it. How do you find out more? Are there learning paths or are there videos or stuff, anything that you recommend?
0: Yeah, look, it's starting from presentations done at Ignite because we publicly announced this at Ignite 2019. You know, the new Ignite is, very close, a couple of months, so there will be a lot of new, great content and announcements done then. And if you go to our docs page, docs.mirehub.com, you can actually test and use Arc today in your environment. And something that uh, I want to highlight is, Azure Arc right now has three main pillars. One is servers. The other one is Kubernetes, and the other one is data services, right? And the first two, they're publicly available in preview. They can be tested today. The other one is, for now, a private preview. You know, something else I'd like to mention is give a quick comparison of Azure Arc to what is out there from AWS and and Google. Google has what's called Anthos. And Anthos has been there a bit before Kubernetes, but Anthos is really very opinionated. It only allows you to manage GKE, so Google's Kubernetes engine, wherever it may run, right? So you can deploy GKE Today, on premises, you can deploy it in Google. You can deploy it in AWS, and I think pretty soon in Azure. But it only allows you to manage that. If you have AKS, you have some, you know, open source Kubernetes distribution. You're out of luck. You have OpenShift. Tough luck. You won't be able to do it, right? And if you look on AWS, AWS doesn't have anything comparable because to me aws's philosophy is trying to get everything in aws without realizing that there's a lot more out there than aws and something that completes the azure arc vision if you want is our azure stack family and the family has a lot of components here but We are the only cloud provider today to offer both multi-cloud and hybrid data center management through Azure Arc, and offer Azure services in your data center through the Azure Stack family. Right? Got it. Google only has the Azure Arc equivalent, which is Anthos, but it's really opinionated and very you know specific. And AWS only has outposts which is
1: the Azure Stack equivalent. So basically, we're head and shoulders above, which is, by the way, I think the basic theme for Azure in general. I know a lot of people love AWS in particular or GCP, which feels, quite frankly, a far and distant third in the competition. But we have so much to offer. One thing I should note, and perhaps you can comment on this, is, you know, Right now, it's free. I'm sure it's going to be a very economical service. It, it sort of fits in the same guise that lots of other things like, like at Azure Cost Advisor, right? It's helping you to do things in the Azure state. So, so my theory is for Azure sellers, why they should sell this, and I'm using air quotes around it, is because this helps the movement into Azure, right? It, it supports off Azure on-prem, but it also makes the case for moving things into Azure more compelling. Is that true or are there things I should figure out about? I definitely agree with what you said about Azure Arc.
0: As a customer, you know, when you're choosing, you you may do a lot of comparison and you know the customer may have a lot of questions, but you know, we are able to say, choose Azure, right? And we give you the freedom and we give you the, the tools more importantly To go outside of Azure and use other services, right? While using our platform at the same time. This is the beauty of it. I've seen this vision actually winning deals for customers that were kind of in between, right? What do we do? Do we go Azure or do we go AWS? And the beauty of it is we offer choice, right? Azure is all about choice, it's about meeting the customer where the customer is, and not forcing something necessarily on him.
1: Excellent. Well, that seems like a good place to wrap. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about Azure Arc. And uh, you know, since no good deed goes unpunished, I'm going to ask you to do an internal demo for our team about it and to help us understand it more. So I'm talking to Vlad Tamsha. I got that slightly better, I think, around... Uh, you got it not right. the Impaler and a senior cloud solutions architect on our team. Thank you so much. And do check out the website, com for more episodes and additional info about episodes. And we hope to see you soon. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Azure Success, the podcast by and for Azure professionals. You can visit our website, azure-success.com for show notes, helpful links, and other episodes, but also to leave your questions, comments, and suggestions. Thank you for listening.